Good afternoon, church. Good afternoon, saints of God. Um, we're excited that you're here. Welcome to another TRC broadcast. I am your host, Bishop R.D. McLeod. And uh, uh, before we get started, I just want to say, um, if you have any prayer requests, uh, send those prayer requests in. You know, we would love to have someone pray uh, concerning your situation. We also like to uh, establish the fact that we are a growing, thriving church, and we would love for you to be a part of us. Uh, you can be one, even if you are an e-member, which means that physically you might not be able to get to us, but you can connect yourself to the covering that is in this ministry. I also like to say that, uh, you know, pray for us, join together, partner with us in prayer and even in your giving. Uh, we would definitely appreciate that. There's no pressure. We don't beg. We don't. But we're just saying this is a way of connecting uh, with us. And so we're excited to have you join us today in the word of God. Now, recently in our studies, we have explored and discovered some of the causes of uh, of a condition referred to as burnout. Uh, we talked about a lot of those things. We also established the fact that it's possible for you to be suffering from burnout and not even know that's what it is. So as we continue to educate you spiritually, your eyes will be open and you will be able to more adequately deal with this type of a spirit, this type of a condition, uh, taking the word of God and walking in your victory. Uh, burnout can present itself to you in many ways. It can come to you as uh, fatigue, uh, depression, mood swings, all of these things that are associated with the emotional instability. Burnout could be the very root of what is going on. So this is what you need to understand. Burnout is commonly described as uh, an exhausted state to where you might lose interest in a particular thing or activity altogether. An exhausted state. Have you been there? Are you there now? Are you losing interest in the things that used to matter? Are you giving up on the hope that you used to have? We want to discuss this today, and hopefully you will be able to see that this is how the enemy is trying to attack you. So one thing we know about this, though, it can also lead to diminished health, social withdrawal. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Depression and spiritual indifference. When you become spiritually indifferent, it doesn't matter to you whether you win or lose. It doesn't matter to you whether you walk in the things of God or not. It doesn't matter to you if God is a big part of your life, you will begin to operate in the natural. And Jeremiah 17, 5 says, Cursed is he that leaneth upon the arm of flesh, but blessed is he who maketh the Lord thy God his habitation. So what we're trying to do is steer you away from all the negativity associated with burnout so you can walk again in a newness of life and walk in faith again. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to discover how to recognize and overcome burnout. Now, one of the things we want to start with our foundation scripture, if you will go to Matthew, the 11th chapter, 
we're going to read this foundation scripture and we're going to try to move kind of fast. I don't want to um, totally reestablish everything that we've already spoke on. Go back, take a look at part one. This is where we basically set the foundation of what this burnout is, how to identify it, how to recognize it, and how to walk in victory. There are many facets of this particular uh, condition, and all of this is in detail in part one. So as we continue to move on in Matthew chapter 11, uh, let me read this scripture here. And the Bible says, Matthew chapter 11, and we'll look at verse 28. This is Jesus speaking. He said, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. He said, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. Now, he said, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now, what you have to understand is rest unto your souls. What is your soul? Let's first identify that your soul is comprised of your will, your mind, your emotions. So Jesus said you can find rest into your souls. People out here today are so weary. They're, they, they are uh, giving up. They're tired in their will, using their will to try to fight this battle of fate. Their mind has checked out on them according to Romans 12, chapter verse 2. The Bible tells us to renew our mind so we can be transformed. And then in your emotions, when you are in your emotions, it's hard for you to walk in faith. It's hard for you to allow the, the fruit of the spirit to, to, to come through. It's hard for you to allow God to be supreme in your life when your emotions are unstable. And, you know, one minute of lost control of your emotions can cost you a lifetime of, of problems. Are you listening to what I'm saying? So Jesus said, Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden. Are you heavy laden? Do you feel the pressure on you? Do you feel the weight on you? Do you feel depression on you? Do you feel like that there is no excitement in your life and nothing to look forward to? Is that what you're feeling in your life? If so, you have to understand the Bible says, put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. See, he said you are taking the manifold temptations through the heaviness, but put on a garment of praise uh, for the spirit of heaviness. Sometimes, how many of you know, you have to praise by faith. Sometimes you can't see it. Sometimes you don't, you don't know where you're going. Sometimes you don't know where you've been. You just know that right now I'm in a difficult position between that proverbial rock and hard place and I need deliverance. And so sometimes you just have to break out, like David said, <laughs> you have to dance until you are considered a fool <laughs> to break this yoke that's on you. And Jesus said, take my yoke upon you. A yoke is that thing that holds two oxen together. That yoke is also the thing that holds two parties together, two people together, two ideas together. So are you yoked up with something that is not conducive to your victory? Are you yoked up with people not conducive to your victory? Enough about that. Let me move on. And so uh, I don't want to spend too much time, but that was the foundation. So I really wanted to put some time in that. The ultimate solution to this is rest. Rest in Jesus. That is the ultimate solution to burnout. You first have to stop, slow it down, 
rest in Jesus and drastically alter the activities and the events of your life. This is what you have to do. You have to go back, take inventory and say, I am putting too much time in these non-productive uh, things. I'm putting too much time in things that have no spiritual uh, value. I am putting too much time in things that has no eternal value. Are you listening to what I'm saying? So uh, the Bible says that there is a rest in Hebrews, the fourth chapter. There is a rest that remained to the people of God. The Bible says unto them was the gospel preachers unto, unto us, but the word preached unto them did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. And that's Hebrews 4, and then the 12th verse says, for the word of God. It's quick and powerful, sharpening any two-edged sword. And it tells you the word can get in and piercing even to the divine, the son of the soul and the spirit, the joints and the marrow, which means the word is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. The word can get in places that nothing else can get in and drive out all of the infirmities from the inside. The word is essential. Matthew 4 and 4 says that, that the uh, word of God, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. Are you listening to what I'm saying? The Bible also says, too, that, in, uh, uh, that the word is spirit and the word is truth. The flesh profits nothing. John 6.63. So what I'm telling you now is how essential the word of God is. Now, we talked about some of the reasons why people are dealing with this burnout. We talked about, first of all, in 1 Peter chapter 6, uh, I mean, excuse me, chapter 5, verse 6, self-reliance. When you depend on yourself and you don't walk in faith. You don't live the life of faith. And the Bible talks about faith. The Bible says the just shall live by faith. Hey, yeah, 2, 4, Romans 1, 17. The Bible says it in Galatians 3, 10 and Hebrews 10, 38. The Bible says that the just shall live by faith. This is you and I. If you're justified by the blood of Jesus, you shall live by faith. God designed it like this. And this is where your victory lies. However, if you are in a place to where you're no longer living by faith, you are dependent on your own means, you become your own source, you are going to suffer burnout because you can never live on a level that God designed for you to live on such a high level in the flesh. It will not happen and you will suffer burnout. You might be there right now. And if you just feel exhausted, if you feel tired, we're going to talk about that too. Now we're going to move on to the next phase. Uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 19, the Bible says, what? <laughs> no, you're not. That your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. A lack of self-care. Saints, I remember one time uh, I heard a, a minister talk about this, this preacher say he, he was over 300 and something pounds, uh, you know, and that happens to people. People have those battles. I myself deal with it sometimes myself, you know, when obesity tries to come in and slow you down and it will slow you down. You have to get in enough shape to be able to serve the Lord without falling out. 
Are you listening? You know, you hear, I used to hear some of the old preachers and they, you know, and they be preaching and they going on and so and so and so and so and so and so and so. Some of that was <laughs> because they found it hard to breathe. Are you listening? You can't run this race with, with an anchor tied to you. Did you get what I'm saying? It's hard for you to go out here and serve the Lord. It's hard for you to go out here and win souls and make disciples. It's hard for you to win people if you're tied down in the flesh. But self-care. We talked about how you have to take care of yourself. You are an ambassador for Christ. And it's important what you look like when you leave home. It's important what you look like when you go out to represent Jesus. You can't just go out looking any kind of way and tell people, my God is good. Are you listening? That's counterproductive. And you don't have to be wealthy. You don't have to be rich. You don't even old folks say. Your clothes don't have to be new, but they need to be clean. Are you listening? So we must maximize every stage and every level that we're living on till you can move to the next place. Do what you have to do until you can do what you want to do. Are you listening? So that's a lack of self-care. Also, the next one is Second uh, Thessalonians chapter 3 and verse 10. And the Bible says, even when we was with you, uh, this we commanded you, if any man shall not work, neither shall he eat. Are you listening? Overwork in the natural, underwork in the spirit. There are some people out here, they are a beast in the natural. Work you under the table. But they operate with a thimble full of faith because faith comes by what? Right. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And when people don't put the word of God on the inside, when that wick of the flesh is burned all the way down to a nub, their fire goes out. Are you listening? So most people, and yes, there's no substitute for hard work. I heard somebody say, yes, yeah, smart work. But look, smart work is not always getting out of hard work. Are you listening? However, you, the Bible says the hand of the diligent make it rich. It didn't say the hand of the busy. Sometimes we think because we're busy that we're diligent and we're not. Now, let me establish this because many people that are suffering from burnout, if they go back, if they trace it back, trace your footsteps back, you will find that most of the time you're usually attacked when you have experienced some measure of success. Are you listening? Some measure of victory. When you've overcome in an area, most of the time, that's when you find out when burnout will set in because you, listen, there are two places never to, to rest. That's in victory or defeat. Sometimes people get a victory and it's not the day of victory. It's always the day after. Are you listening? So what I'm trying to say to you is, is be wary and be beware whenever you suffered some victory in something, always realize the Bible says in Mark chapter four and verse 14, Satan cometh immediately for the word's sake. So when the word produces your victory, Acts 30, 20, I mean, 20, 
30 and 22. No, excuse me. Acts. Oh, Jesus. Acts 30 and 20 and 32. Acts 20 and 32. Where the Bible says that uh, I commend you unto the word of his grace that is able to build you up and give you your inheritance. It is the word of God that gives you your inheritance. It is the word of God that serves up a victory on your plate. It is the word of God that serves up a victory in your health. It is the word of God that keeps your marriage together. It is make no mistake about it. It's nothing that we do except participate. Are you listening? It's nothing that we do except participate. Now, you know, if you go back and look at this, Elijah when Elisha, you know, uh, was on Mount Carmel and uh, he challenged the 450 prophets of Baal and the 400 prophets that sit at Jezebel's table. There's 850 prophets. He challenged them on the mountain and he defeated them. And so you have to understand something after he defeated them uh, and they all fell by the sword. The Bible says that right after that, he was, uh, I think it's first Kings chapter 19, somewhere around verse, verse four and five, where he actually got up on a juniper tree and went into a pity party. He was running from Jezebel. Now, here's a man that just got finished wiping out 850 prophets. And one woman says. If, you know, if by tomorrow afternoon, your life don't be as one of those prophets. She threatened him and he ran from this one woman after defeating 850 men. See, sometimes it's not the measure of your victory, but it's the fight you got left in you when it's over. And so he laid up under the juniper tree and got into a pity party and began to say, Lord, I, I want to die. Well, you know, he didn't want to die. All he had to do was just hang around where Jezebel was and she would have salted that. So when you have victory like that, next thing you know, here it comes. Here comes that battle. Another thing. Remember when Jesus said, uh, whom do they, people say that the son of man am or is? Then Peter said, uh, when the rest of them went to answer, uh, they, you know, some say you're Jeremiah, some say you're John the Baptist, some say you're one of the other prophets. Everybody said what other people said. Then Jesus said, whom say ye that I am? And then Peter came forward with a profound revelation, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said this in the presence of all the disciples. Blessed art thou, Simon Majona, for flesh and blood have not revealed that to you, but my Father, which is in heaven. Peter got the big head. Pride went straight to Peter. And the next thing you know, he tried to snatch Jesus up. And Jesus turned around and said, get thee behind me, Satan. Do you see? He went from here to here in a matter of, 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 of a short time. And it's because that was the day after victory. He let his guard down and he believed I'm a walking prophet. See, when you get that victory, always stay close to God. Are you listening to what I'm saying? You have to understand that Jesus, that was, he was on the Mount uh, of temptation. And the Bible says that he fasted 40 days. And then afterwards he hungered. And then next thing you know, here comes Satan after his fast and said, if you are the son of God, turn the stone into bread. Jesus said, it is written, man should not live by bread alone. Then the Bible says that he uh, taking them upon a high mountain or pinnacle and showed them all the kings of the world, kingdoms of the world in a moment's time. And then he said, if you will submit yourself, subordinate yourself, bow down to me.
I will give you all these things. See, that's what the enemy wants you to do. He wants you to bow down to him. He wants you to become his slave. He wants you to become his servant. He wants you to do his bidding. He wants you to remove yourself from the arena of faith and begin to operate in the flesh. And once you submit yourself unto him, he becomes your master. That's why the Bible says no man can serve two masters. You either serving Christ or you're serving the enemy. I don't want to have to get into that, but look at the fruit of what you are doing. Are you serving God or are you serving the enemy? But in a way, nevertheless, then he said, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God and him only shall thou serve. Then the Bible says he told him, okay, you really the son of God, throw yourself off this mountain, commit suicide, for it is written, he shall give the angels charge over thee, period. But in Psalms 91, it says he will give the angels charge over thee to keep thee in all his ways. So Jesus, Jesus rebuked him. Are you listening? Now, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. My point to that was, he said, then Satan departed for a short season. Jesus showed us how it was done. He stayed close to God, even in his victories. And that'll preach by itself. We always leave God when we start experiencing some measure of victory in our lives. We, we deem him as not being useful. We deem him as not being necessary. And when you get some measure of success in your life, there's a greater temptation to walk away from God, walk away from his word, walk away from his principles, walk away from his structure and live a life of your own. Anytime God gives you anything that resemble an inheritance, sometimes we go prodigal on them and then we say, give me the portion that belong unto me. And we leave and we waste our substance on riotous living, our substance on riotous living, our substance on riotous living. What does that mean? That means that Hebrews 11, 1 said, faith is the substance of things hoped for. We waste our faith on riotous living. Why? Because we use our faith to dig out of a problem instead of advance the kingdom. Let that sit in. Let that marinate. We use our faith in order to dig out of a problem, recover ourselves from an issue instead of advancing the kingdom. Now, so Jesus was ready when that happened. See, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 12, if any man think he stand, let him take heed lest he fall. Are you, are you listening to what I'm saying? Uh, also, too, in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, in verse 3, it says, Though we walk in the faith, we do not war after, though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalt itself against the knowledge of God, bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Verse 6 says, And have a readiness, have a readiness. Have a readiness to revenge all disobedience once your obedience has been fulfilled. Be ready to be ready to stand because the enemy is going to come once you have experienced some measure of victory. And when you don't, you will find you will suffer burnout. Something the Spirit of God just brought to my mind. I remember the disciples said to Jesus, they said, Jesus, you know, first they said, Lord, we are excited that the enemies, that the devils are subject to us through thy name. 
So they was going all over the place, putting the word out, but they wasn't putting anything back in. And then when a man came to them in Mark 9 and said, I want you to cast this devil out of my child, they had to come to Jesus and say, why could we not cast him out? Why? Is because, see, now you have emptied yourself of faith. You didn't put it back. And you cannot, you cannot operate at a high level anymore if you don't recover yourself, rest in the Lord, rebuild yourself before you go back out to fight. And so therefore, when you don't do that, trying to run on fumes for a continuous amount of time, you suffer burnout. It makes you tired, weary. Are you listening to what I'm saying? It gets you to a place that it is hard for you to show any interest or excitement in anything anymore because you are running on fumes. You are running on fumes. Are you there today? Are you running on fumes? If the truth be known, are you to a place where you're almost about to check out? Listen, it's dangerous to run on fumes for an extended amount of time. And I'll, I'll tell you why. I'm going to get to this because this is what we're going to get into on Sunday. And God knows, I hope you're here on Sunday because it's going to be significant. Uh, what happens is, I'm going to give you an analogy. Most people know this. First, let me establish. Right now, are you tired? You know, this generation, the Bible says they're more wicked and they're weaker and wiser. Are you tired? Are you too tired to keep your eyes open? Are you too tired to keep your relationships open? Are you too tired in order to correct a wrong or an injustice? Are you too tired to stand for a right or a principle? Are you? Are you? Are you too tired to build and advance your life? Are you just sitting stalemate in a place that you are just, you feel like there's no progress. You feel like you're not going anywhere and you're just holding on until Jesus get back. Are you feeling like this? Or do you begin to continuously accept new norms and each new norm you accept in your life has a lower standard than the one before? See, what, what's happening is there's a progression going on. You are headed somewhere and you don't know exactly where you're going. I'm going to talk to you about this. Listen to this. You are at another, you are approaching another level of burnout. And this is what we're going to talk about Sunday. This is like an onion. We're going to peel back another level and let you see where the enemy is ultimately trying to take you. Are you listening? This level of burnout that I'm about to, uh, that we're going to talk about on Sunday is referred to as soul exhaustion. That's what we're going to talk about Sunday, soul exhaustion. Here's the analogy. For some people who are uh, mechanically inclined in, when it comes to an automobile, you know that your battery just cranks the car. 
How many of you know you could crank your car and take the battery out as long as you don't shut it off? Your car will keep running. Why? Because of the alternator. It is an alternative source of power and it keeps your car running. If you cut it off, you need the battery to crank it again. But as long as you don't cut it off, it'll keep running. However, one sure sign to let you know when your alternator is going bad is when you crank it up and you take the hot post off of the battery and your car cuts off. That lets you know your car is no longer running on the alternator. Now it's running on the battery. Here's the danger. When your car is running on the battery only, it will keep draining and draining and draining until it, it zaps all of the juice out of that battery. And no matter where you are, you can be in a line at cookout. You can be on 85. You can be in the city. You can be trying to back in your yard. Wherever the last bit of that juice is exhausted out of your battery, it will shut down. Soul exhaustion is when you have run all of the juice out of your mental capacity when your will, your mind, and your emotions are to the place that you become so indifferent. Now you are running off the fumes of your spirit. The Bible says this. The Bible says it is the spirit of a man that will sustain him in his infirmity. That means that when your mind check out, that's Proverbs 18, 14. When your mind checks out, it is the spirit of a man that will sustain him in his infirmity, but a wounded spirit who can bear. Once your mind checks out, you're running on your spirits or the deposits, the Bible says in Matthew 12, of your spirit. When all of your spirit is drained, and there is nothing left in you. This is normally where people come to when they do drastic stuff, such as suicide, damaging relationships, long-term relationships. They damage them and they can't recover from them. Are you listening to what I'm saying? This is when they this is when they do self-abusive things. They turn to drugs and they walk away from Christianity altogether. That's because there's nothing else in them to uh, sustain them. This is another level that you don't want to be. Get some help. If you find yourself walking in a spirit of hopelessness, get some help. Talk to a counselor. Talk to your, uh, a, 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 a preacher. Talk to someone, but get some help. Because the enemy now has got you to a place where you can't fight back. Get help at all costs. Are you listening? We're going to talk about that on, on Sunday. Soul exhaustion. And how, and we just talked about how you get there. But we will recap that and what it will do to you if you don't address it. So again, I hope this word has been a blessing to you. I hope the word of God has found you. It is my prayer that God will speak to you internally, strengthen you by might, 
by his spirit in your inner man, so you can be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Share this with someone. There is somebody around you that may need this word worse than you believe, and God is sending us out as ambassadors to preach the world, preach the word into all the world. So until we see each other on Sunday of Jesus tarrying, Whatever you do, whenever you do it, let somebody get excited about this soul exhaustion. So people you know that are walking in hopelessness, get them to tune in. Get them, Use whatever influence you have. Get them to tune in because someone's life may be extinct. Are you listening? So until we see each other again, whatever you do, whenever you do it, however you do it, make sure you are overcoming burnout. So it is possible then for you to keep it real.